This week, the free fall in Toronto Raptors make a big trade to try and get back into the hunt. The MB- a MVP race. That's very hard to <laughs> you gotta say. You got to let me do the opening eventually, very, man. You keep messing up. Very hard to say. The NBA MVP race gets broken down. The Seattle Seahawks get away with a little something. All that and more gets caught up in the Sportnado with Grant and Jonathan. Yeah, that's correct. The Sportnado. See, that's why I need to do the opening. Because I'm always leading up to the Sportnado. You're saying I can't say the word Sportnado? Not that way. I just said it. But you didn't say it well. The Sportnado. No, that's how you say everything anytime you put on a voice. It's Each one is different and distinct. You, I Try can and do, say I it can differently. Do, the Sportnado. <laughs> Actually, I kind of like that. Yeah. <laughs> that was different, right? <laughs> it was. It was like a very small grand from far away. That wasn't actually me. That was Mickey hey, Mouse. Gu- hey, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If, if I was a tiny version of myself, that might be what I sounded like. Or maybe you continue to sound the way you sound now. Why would you be higher pitched? If because you my vocal cords would be smaller. Don't you know anything? <laughs> that doesn't make this any is why sense. we need resident scientists because we have one and we have an application for a second now. In we fact. do actually. We got a tweet. Of course, our current Twitter handle remains at Drunk Sports Show, at least for the moment. It, it won't may forever. Change. It won't be forever. But we are Sportnado with an exclamation point is our title anyway. And we did get a uh, Philip Roth tweeted at us. He said, so is it okay if we refer to him as a garbage human? He's, of course, talking about you, Grant. Yeah. And that's because I had said you were still sick when we took off, I think, two weeks ago. Right. Um, and so you are now a garbage human. Okay. And he said, Owen, oh, consider this my application for hashtag resident scientist. Okay. I feel like that's what gets him in is the hashtag. What kind of a scientist, though? Well, that's the trick, isn't yeah. it? Uh, his, uh, his Twitter handle is metaphysicist. Uh, that's not a real scientist, He might be a physicist, though. But we already have a physicist. We do, Philip Roth. If you can prove that you're a better physicist than Colin West, then you're in. Oh, we could have a contest. <laughs> yeah. A physicist off. Yeah. I want that. Yeah. What would we make them do? I don't know. I don't know enough about it. So a little more, a little more inside baseball before we get rolling. So just to make sure that nobody who's listening for the first time ever listens again. Yeah. Just want to make sure. Colin West's wife, who uh, goes by Ali W on Twitter, created an amazing Sportnado drawing. She it's did. one thing from the Drunk Sports Twitter timeline that I was allowed to see. Yes. Yeah. That's right. Because it's, it was incredible. It's awesome. Yeah. It's so, the two of us. Standing there, doing our thing in our normal clothes that we wear. It's from like MS Paint or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, the amount of time that must have gone into each pixel, I don't <laughs> even know. Right. So if you want to check that out, you got, I guess just look at our Twitter. It's yeah, I, def- I retweeted that. Thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, so actually, thank you, Allie. What, what a family. Colin West and Allie. Those guys. No, power couple. Yeah, they're, they're killing it. <laughs> <laughs> You're our favorite couple. Whoa. 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 Okay. I mean, well, what, since Brangelina what about Charles up? and Diana? Dude, I, I think they still have a chance. I have some very <laughs> bad news for you. I don't like bad news. Don't tell me. <laughs> I know. We, we've been I'll keeping find, it from you for a while. I'll find out later. Okay. It was for now, bad. It's, everything's perfect. Blame the press. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is uh, going well. You know, this is what we do. We yep. just go where we go, and it's great. In case you're new to the show and you are still listening, which we hope you are. Yeah. We do four quarters of action in the Sportnado. We start off with our headliners. We also talk NFL, NBA. It all leads up to the fourth quarter in LTGFI. Let the Grant fix it, or as Grant likes to call it, Sports Solutions. No, I've never called it that. (laughs) Sports Fixes with Grant. I've never said that. Yeah. Let the Grant fix it where I pose sports dilemmas to Grant, and he does his best to solve them. It is always the best part of the show. I'm not going to lie. The rest of it's good. This time it's going to be shitty. 
I, I've, I've decided I'm going to do a, a terrible. It's not going to be funny. Are you going to tank it though, or are you just going to? Are you going to try and it's going to be shitty? I think matters. I feel like I'm going to try and it's going to be shitty. Yeah, I, I mean that's inevitable. That's inevitably going to happen eventually, right? I mean, some people might argue that it already yeah, has happened. There have been some probably <laughs> some pretty bad LTDFIs in the past, I would guess, but usually. We do two or or three, yeah, and one of them ends up being pretty good. Yeah, no, that's, that's I mean that's a pretty good hit rate. Yeah, at least for the two hundred. Eventually, some odd listeners it's going to happen have. soon enough where we have like two really bad ones that just, yeah. just go nowhere and it's just awkward and terrible. And I mean, one everybody of the things, everybody wants to throw their phone out the window. One of the things that we why their phone? Why can't they? Throw They're listening it? on their phone. Always on their phone, huh? I mean, that's the best way to listen. It is. It's compact. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, I, my plan is just to take an LTGFI as far as it goes until we find the funny. You know, that's my big move. Right. I just keep drilling down. I go deeper and deeper till I strike oil, brah. Yeah. That's me. I mean, yeah, I understand your role. You're like the guy who has to get the juice out of the real talent here, which is me. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. You're like the lug who doesn't know what he's doing, but is like born with some weird gift. Yeah. And so I'm like, so you're sort of like an idiot savant. Cool. Yeah. Um, and I'm the guy who must, you know, shape you and direct you and help you. And without me, you're nothing. That sounds about right. But but I can go anywhere and help all. So I'm Rain Man, and, yeah. and you're Tom Cruise. I'm Tom Cruise. Okay. Yeah, that's pretty good. All right. Who had a better career, bro? Rain Man. Do you know? You who see how Rain good Man? he is at blackjack, dude. Yeah. That guy's good. He's only good because Tom Cruise helped him. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's get into yeah. it. <laughs> okay, so let's start with headliners shall we quarter number one quarter number one is headliners okay we're in the quarter it's begun wow that was quite a lead up yeah the raptors of toronto maybe you've heard of them they're a basketball franchise the only canadian one they're the only canadian one left anyway vancouver yeah. grizzlies no longer a thing moved, no. moved last year or something i don't know something like yeah that. it's hard to keep track of all now the it's movement. the memphis grizzlies where there are no grizzly bears That's i mean cool. do you know that no but so thanks for weighing in on that i'm gonna guess where's our what would be a Zo- zoologist? Oh, zoologist. Yeah. Well, that seems like a person we could have. Yeah. On the show. Let's get a zoo. I want a zoologist right I now. I mean, a zoologist is one of the top three scientists. We established that a couple weeks ago. I know, ago. but I actually want one. Now, yeah. As opposed to we just talk about it. I think zoologists I to- are probably more rare than, than most scientists. If you're a zoologist and you're listening right now, just call in. Yeah. And we'll talk to you. Right. The number is five. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. Okay, so... The Toronto Raptors yeah. have been struggling of late. Their last 24 games, Grant, they are 10-14. and 14. Yep. They were, you know, not too long ago, legitimately threatening the Cavs for Eastern Conference supremacy, at least in the regular season. Right. I think the perception still widely is in the Eastern Conference. There's the Cavs, and then Tier 2 is the Celtics and the Raptors. Um, that may be the perception. However, the Raptors are currently tied for fourth in the Eastern Conference, behind the Wizards and tied with the Hawks. Well... Yeah. I mean, let me just say that again because I don't know if everyone really. The Wizards it. have been coming on recently. Tied with the Hawks. Yeah, they, I mean, the Hawks, they have, uh, they have players. They have Paul Millsap. They, they have, have Paul Dwight Millsap. Howard. Yeah. They start Kent Bazemore, who's having his worst season he's ever had in his entire life. Yeah. But he's making more money than he's ever made. So I would, I would take that. Those things are definitely not related. I'd be him. So anyway, so the Magic, realizing that they're in trouble, also realizing they have to do something because they ain't exactly young, made a big trade today. Yeah. They traded for Serge Ibaka from the Orlando Magic. Right. He was kind of the best guy available on the block, right, in the whole league? 
Uh, that's a pretty good question. There may be other guys available, but certainly in terms of Toronto not having to break up any important part of their team to yeah. get, I, this is probably the best guy they could get. Well, and he was the guy who was clearly on the trade block. Yes. Yeah. Like Orlando, very motivated to move him. So they didn't have to pay probably full price for Surge. Right? I'm kind of surprised that right now we aren't talking about a Boogie Cousins trade. At the beginning of the year, I would have guessed that the, the big trade at the trade deadline would be a Boogie Cousins trade. Well, you know, Boogie ended up sign, or agreeing to sign that huge deal. Yeah, so I know. he's not going anywhere so right. now they don't they, they were worried he was going to leave in a year and a half and they had to get value now but now that they don't think he's going anywhere and i guess they're going to move into a new arena in the very near future and vivek the owner really wants to have boogie on the team but i wish i mean i'd like them to trade boogie cousins does does boogie cousins have sufficiently long arms to do the strategy <laughs> oh wow that is some inside baseball yeah right that's, right. that's like that's like episode four of drunk Sports, yeah something like, like that but it is very funny if you know what we're talking about um, he does have long arms, actually, and he's a wonderful player. But are they long enough? We'll never know. I'm, I'm <laughs> I scared to say. We'll they'll never, they'll never do the strategy. The stri- By the way, strategy, in case you're wondering, rather than forcing everyone just to go back yeah. and sift through that hour and a half show to find the part we're talking about, we did a Let the Drunk Fix It, where I asked Grant to fix the Kings because their owner, Vivek, I believe it's Rondiev, Rondiev, something like that, uh, was going to the coaching staff and encouraging them to play four-on-five and cherry-pick, meaning leaving one defender on the offensive end at all times and just playing four-on-five defense because it worked in high school girls' basketball. Yeah. And so I was asking Grant to fix that. Grant's solution was to embrace that and get guys who were long-armed to play defense. And it was a really interesting idea, actually. And he sort of... I mean... He didn't actually convince anyone, no. but it was reasonable. It was reasonable, and it was like, let's actually be the best that we could get. Let's get perfect guys for this setup, and uh, having long arms was a big part of it. Yeah. I encourage you to go back to listen to it. It was pretty funny. But anyway. Anyway, not about Boogie Cousins at all. We're no. talking about Serge Ibaka. So Serge Ibaka this year on the Magic. Now, let's not forget, the Magic gave up Victor Oladipo yeah. to get this guy. Oladipo, still very young, still yeah. like 23, and about an average NBA shooting guard with right. some upside. He was the number two overall pick. Yeah, but probably has not lived up to that, but has no. been pretty good. He's reasonable. He's a legit NBA starter and young, right? Yeah. He's good on the on the Thunder, yeah. for sure. They immediately signed him to, I think, a four-year $80 million deal as soon as they got him. So they felt like, good, this is a piece we can build around. Yeah. Ibaka was averaging 15 points, 6.8 rebounds, 1.6 blocks for the Magic this season. Kind of underwhelming, right. especially on a he bad felt, team. He felt like he was being misused Yeah. by, uh, who's the coach again? Uh, Frank Vogel. That's right. Yeah. I read that Ibaka felt like he was being misused by the Magic, and, and he was part of the reason that they got rid of him because they they didn't expect that he would resign this summer. Right. He was not super happy there. I have to give them credit. I mean, I don't think it was a good move to trade for Ibaka in the first place. And I'm not just saying that this now. I've certainly felt that at the time as well. I think most people did. But now that they see that they weren't going to keep him rather than, you know, dig their heels in and say, well, we have to get as much as we gave up or close to it. They, they realize they have to get something legit. So that first-round pick, not very valuable, but worth something. Terrence Ross, also not very yeah, valuable. Yeah, not very valuable. Terrence Ross, here's Terrence Ross's numbers just between us. He's playing 22 minutes a game. He's not shooting particularly. He's shooting 44% from the field. He's shooting, I guess, 37.5% from three. That's pretty good. Usable. So that's good. He's a good free-throw shooter. You know, he gets 10 points and two and a half rebounds a game. Like, what are we even talking about here? What, what is this guy going to do for us, if, for them? Uh, maybe I, they I, think they're they just trying to get rid him? of something. They're just trying to get any. You think they'd be able to get a little more for Ibaka, but I guess most people think either. This is the problem with Ibaka. He's a free agent, too. 
and yeah. like you were saying, and which means either he's a rental, which sort of sucks, you can't give up a lot, or you have to sign him to a really big deal, which sort of sucks. Yeah. All right, so let's talk about the more interesting piece of this, which is okay. how this affects the Raptors. Yeah. I don't think they give up much. Like, Ross, he's like a rotation player, but it's not a huge give up for this season for them. Absolutely. They obviously improve with Ibaka. Clear improvement. This guy is a good player for sure. Uh, he can do a lot of things for them. He can hit the mid-range shot. He's a great shot blocker. He's yeah. athletic. He's still reasonably young. I think he's 28. He's 27. He's 27. 27, in fact. He's, so oh. him and DeRozan could have you know six good years together. I mean, that's optimistic, yeah. but reasonably good years. How about yeah, that? Reasonably yeah, reasonably good years. How old is Lowry at this point? 30? Lowry's 31, I believe. Wow. So, yeah, so that's part of the problem when yeah. you're looking at this team. But you have to do it. I mean, although this is one of the worst years to try to be good, yeah. the Raptors, they don't have any future assets. They don't have any like super young, really, really bright potential guys. They have guys who are already developed, and they have to win now. So right. you might as well bring in another one of those guys. I don't disagree with that. I mean... If you're the Raptors, I guess you could look to try and trade some of your stars, but it's hard to get a lot for these guys, really, because they are older and they're on huge deals. I think Lowry's going to be a free agent in the near future, although no one expects him to go anywhere. If the, as long as the Raptors max him out, I would expect him to stay. Yeah. Like everyone does. But still, like, do you really want to be paying Kyle Lowry four years at max money when he, as he gets into like his age 35 season? I mean, you probably just have to if you're the Raptors. You have right? to. You have to keep trying. I mean, yeah. this is your best chance to win. They're going to need to get lucky. Franchise history. They're going to really need to get lucky somewhere along the way, though. I think. Well, one way they could get lucky is if Ibaka becomes peak Ibaka. That could help them a lot. Like, like you said, he's been somewhat underwhelming this season. Yeah. But his numbers from his best years, which were 2013-14 and 14-15 on the Thunder, were actually pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good numbers. You got him? Yeah, I got him. Good. So 13-14 was his best year. 15.1 points, which is pretty good. 8.8 uh, 8 rebounds and 2.7 blocks. Shooting 54%, 38% from three, and 78% from the line. You can do a lot with that player. Yeah, that's a sure. really good like third best player on a team. Yeah, I mean, he also fills a big hole for them. They signed Jared Sullinger from the Celtics this offseason and was sort of, I think, counting on him to be their power forward. He's been injured almost the entire season, and now that he's back, they understand why the Celtics did nothing to sort of try and keep him. Because he's, uh, he's blobular? He's a big tub a lot. He doesn't, he doesn't work, right? I mean, there was a thing that happened. Yeah. In his last two seasons with the Celtics, in between them, he worked out with a certain trainer. John Lucas. John Lucas, sure. Yeah. And it, it was like hard work, you know, and he still, I mean, Solinger has a body type. It's hard for him to get in shape, I guess. But it was going to be his contract year. Is the right. Thing. So, so he was he did working that. to try and get in as good shape as he possibly could. And then could. the next year, he's just like, yeah, I don't feel like doing that. Yeah, John Lucas actually, uh, I think, texted him and said, so you ready to do it again this summer? And Sellinger said, yeah, I just don't have it in me to put that kind of work in again. Which is not something you really ever hear professional athletes saying, at least publicly. A guy yeah. who's, like, trying to – I mean, he's still young enough. He, his next contract could be huge yeah. if he actually, like, did put in the work for the next four years. That's it could be hundreds of millions of dollars of difference in his life. It's true. At the same point, this is where we are in the NBA, that a guy like Jared Sellinger, who kind of hates to work, who the Celtics didn't really see any reason to keep, even though they kind of need a big man, too. Still got $6.6 yeah. $6 million this year to not play much for the Toronto Raptors. I mean, the NBA's got so much money now. He is rich anyway. He yeah. could just be richer, and he's just not willing to put in the work to do it. As, yeah. long as, he, as long as he invests well and keeps his money, he's actually fine. Yeah, that's you know? not what athletes are known for. No, it's true. And the truth is, though, Sullinger can probably sign a four-year, $40 million deal anyway, you know, if he right. wanted to. I would guess something like that and be a rotation player for somebody. He's yeah. a great rebounder. 
He's an okay other thinger, you know. <laughs> other thinger? Yeah, like you know, he can shoot the outside shot a little bit. A little I guess. bit. I mean, I would. You don't want him doing that. No. But he's he's a legit NBA player. He's a legit NBA rotation player. Even. Well, let's so get back to the it. let's get back to the heart of the matter here. Yeah. Though. And Ibaka. Uh, yeah. Raptors. Do you, do you think this ultimately does anything for the Raptors? I think it is not enough for the okay. Raptors. I think it may get them back if things go right. I could see them sort of. Turning the ship around a little bit, at least, instead of being 10 and 14 in their last 24, maybe they'll start to win at their previous rate. Yeah. And maybe that gets them back to the number two team in the East by the end of the season. I don't know. They're already, they're like three games behind the Celtics. It's not easy to catch up, but it's possible. I don't know how much that really matters. Like, so what? Yeah. You're the number two seed, and then you get to play, you get to take the Celtics at home in the second round instead of on the road. Maybe that means you get through the second round a little bit more often and get, for the privilege of losing to the Cavaliers in six. I mean, that's all we're talking about, right? Unless the Cavs have a big injury. And Kevin Love, Kevin Love by the way, they announced, is out for six weeks with yeah. the E-scope. Even so, I think without Kevin Love, the Cavs beat the Raptors anyway, almost always. And the Celtics. Probably, but... To be fair, I mean, this makes it more likely that the Raptors could pull off yeah. the upsets. It does help a little bit. And as you said, there really isn't much else the Raptors can do. They're sort, they're sort of locked into this team. When they signed DeMar DeRozan to the max deal yeah. in this offseason, they were committing. And it's understandable why. They don't do a good job getting free agents because they're in Toronto. And yeah. a lot of players do not want to play in Canada, even though Toronto's wonderful. I assume. No, I've, been there. <laughs> I've been there. It's very nice. And uh, and so there's just not a whole lot they can do. They don't have a lot of young assets, as you said. They don't have their first round draft picks aren't any good anyway. So when they trade it, it doesn't matter. It's all the same. They just they, their stars are old, and they have to build around them. And they got to go for it. And they just need everything to go perfect. Sometimes it happens, you know. Like once in a while, some weird team wins, and when it's yeah. a year you didn't expect, but. It's a really tough road, especially tough. this year. All right, let me ask you this question, okay. and maybe there won't be an easy answer, so sorry if there's some dead air time after I ask this question, but do you think there's anything the Raptors could have done before this trade deadline in like the reasonable universe where they would mortgage their future more than they did because they didn't really give up anything mm. here? But say like they include Valanchunas and in multiple first-round picks right. with, with Terrence Ross. Like, right. Is there a player out there they could have gotten that would have made a true difference for them that would have been available to them for that type of deal? Well, okay, the only kinds of players who I think would actually move the needle enough that we could say, wow, this is a team that can legitimately threaten the Cavs. Yeah. And it's like a 50-50 chance to beat the Cavs in a seven-game series, something like that. Yeah. Are guys like Jimmy Butler, Paul George, DeMarcus Cousins. Like, you need a star. You right. need to add a true star to this team. I don't think a good player is enough. Maybe multiple Jimmy good Butler is an interesting target because he's not super happy in Chicago at this right. point. So do you, think, do you think they could have gotten Butler for Valanchunas, Ross, and two first-rounders? I don't. I don't yeah. think it's enough. I mean, based on what we've been hearing anyway through rumors about what the Celtics and the Bulls have been talking about, the Bulls are apparently stuck on they have to get the Nets 2017 pick, which is going to be the number one seed in the lottery. Yeah. You know, so it's a top four pick guaranteed and usually a top two pick. Right. right. More often than not, it's a top two pick. And, uh, and like, the Celtics will not make that deal, and they can't seem to come to anything else. And the Celtics have a huge amount of assets, but they can't find a deal because the Bulls want something big. Right. Which is understandable. Jimmy Butler's a star, and he's in his prime. All right, so I guess it's kind of impossible for the Raptors then. If they can't get Jimmy Butler, who yeah. is, like, the probably the minimum guy who would move the needle for them, right. then... Like Jimmy I mean, Butler, Paul George are put in the same category of like that that level guy who could move the needle. I don't think they can get Paul George. No, I don't either. I mean, and the thing is, like, getting first round draft picks is sort of a weird spot, right? When you give up a guy like Jimmy Butler, 
first-round draft picks in the future may not be as valuable anyway, as opposed no. to the Celtics, who I keep bringing them up, I know, but when they made the deal with the Nets, they traded all their old players. They knew four years down the line there was a great chance yeah. the Nets were going to be, no one thought they'd be this bad, but really bad. Right. And it made sense that the timelines would be so the Celtics could get pretty good draft picks. That wouldn't be the case if you're trading a guy like who's 27 or whatever Jimmy Butler is. Yeah. You know? He's going to be good for six more years. Right, and then you put Lowry, DeRozan, and Butler in the same, I mean, they're going to be great then. Right, they're going to yeah. be great for a while. So those picks don't have a lot of value. And Valanchunas, I know you love him, but he's not that valued around the league. He's a lumbering center who rebounds well, blocks a few shots, can score inside, but doesn't have any kind of stretch game, and most people want that now. Yeah, so I guess maybe Ibaka was the best they could get. I mean, I think it pro- I think it was the right move, and I think they're just sort of stuck in this in this world that yeah. they're, they've been in. You know, they they're like, yeah, we didn't want Trump to win either, but here we are, so we had to get Ibaka <laughs> from the Canadian point of view. Yes, you know? of course. <laughs> We're not political on this show. No, this is not a political show. But Toronto's political. Yes, it's a very political city. (laughs) (laughs) All right, why don't we take a break there? We'll come back, do the second quarter, get into some NFL. It's quarter number two, and we're going to crack open a little bit of the old National Football League right about now. How how does one crack open the football league? (laughs) What do you What do you mean? Like, what do you mean? What you just, do you, this <laughs> metaphor doesn't make any sense. You crack it right open. You use your you use your wrist and your your fingers, bro. Why would you a little a little bit of a wrist motion? To I crack just feel it. like you crack it open. What are you trying to say gonna, when you use that metaphor? I'm trying. To are say you anything. trying to say we're gonna like talk about the NFL? I am absolutely not saying that. I'm saying we're gonna crack open a case of some NFL, some National Football League, right now and spill it everywhere. Spill it all over things. Okay. Crack, <laughs> okay. crack it right open with with data <laughs> and information. Okay. You know? All right. An information crack. Do you not understand what the word crack means? It means a lot of different things. What is it? Really? All right. There's, what are a lot there's of things? crack cocaine. Yeah, that's one. There's crack like you were using it, like you crack open something. Oh, like I was using it, so you there's, know what it means. There's the crack of one's butt. That's, that's, there's, that's the same thing as the second one. As well, no, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it's not. It absolutely is. So when you open like a can of soda yeah. and the cracking noise happens, <laughs> that's the same as your butt crack. No, your butt has been cracked. Don't you see? So, so, the, so like when you were born, somebody cracked your butt. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Okay, great. I didn't know that. Well, well. I guess we need another (laughs) resident scientist for that. I don't think we do. I think I'm right here. An anatomist, perhaps. An anatomist? Is that just a a doctor? Is that what you mean? An anatomist. A biologist? Anatomist is probably not a thing. (laughs) No. Yeah. (laughs) Neither is many other words that we've said on this show. Okay. Crack open open some NFL. Crack open some NFL. Which is the same, which which means you're going to butt crack the NFL, (laughs) according to you. It's not at all what I'm saying. But let's talk about the Seattle Seahawks. Okay. Who may have just gotten away with a little something, something. Might have gotten away. So here's the dilly. So all last season, pretty much, uh, Richard Sherman had a knee injury, which Pete Carroll has said, and I quote, in an interview with 710 ESPN Seattle, that Sherman dealt with a significant knee injury the whole second half of the season. End okay. quote. Okay. Um, so the thing is, and you know how there's those designations before every game? Fantasy football players certainly know all yeah. about this. Questionable. Used to, there used to be a probable, but there's right. no longer a they probable. Got, so it's just pro- uh, questionable, doubtful, and out now. So yeah. it's like 50% likely to play, 75%, and 0%. And suspended. That's one, too. Suspended? Yeah. Ooh, that's, that's pretty SSPD. Cool. Nice. So the thing is, the Seahawks never – they actually did list – Sherman on their injury report in 11 of the team's final 12 games, including the playoffs, but his knee injury was never listed. So, you know, when they say questionable, they don't just yeah. say questionable, they say questionable on what the reason right. is. 
but they never did. And in fact, he missed practice time in 10 of those weeks. The Seahawks listed the reason as, and I quote, non-injury related. Excuse me. Let me say that one more time. Non-injury related. Like he might have a a fugue state at any moment and wake up in the middle of Arizona and not know how he got there and missed the whole game. Right. And the one week when they did list him as it being an injury, they listed as an ankle injury rather than the significant knee injury that uh, Carroll talked about. Hmm. Now, the NFL rulebook does say this. If any player has a significant or noteworthy injury, it must be listed on the practice report, even if he fully participates in practice and the team expects that he will play in the team's next game. Sherman did, in fact, play in all the games. Okay, I have a two-part question. Bring it. All right. It has to do with motive mm. and understanding. Good. So, first, what is the NFL's motive for for requiring this? What it, what do they think they're accomplishing by requiring this? I believe it's for uh, betters as much as anybody else. I think that's why they release the injury reports. So that way people – because betting drives the okay. NFL and the popularity of it. And so right. people want to know not just that someone's questionable. They want to understand why right. so they can make a much better determination about how – Because it's not a player safety issue. No. Like if you don't list it, it doesn't mean the player is more likely to get hurt. Absolutely not. So, yeah, it's not actually for any benefit of the player. No. So I think my second question I guess I'm going to answer – Okay. Uh, the reason a team might want to n- not disclose that is actually a player safety issue mm-hmm. because now the other team doesn't know about that and they can't target that area of the player. Sure. So I can understand why the Seahawks wouldn't want Richard Sherman's injury to be known, his well, location yeah. to be known. It makes I mean, sense to me. I can understand why you know the Chicago Bears would want to play with 13 players on the field instead of 11, but that doesn't mean they should be allowed to do it and there shouldn't be any penalty if they do indeed do it, right? Well. I mean, hold on a second. That's okay. a little bit different. Because you're talking about the rules of football versus the rules of the organization of the NFL. Yeah. Right? Those are two different things. Sure. But both yeah. of them are doing something to try and give the team a competitive advantage, right? The I'm, Seahawks are trying to protect their player in a way that no one else is allowed to. Right. What I'm saying is they probably should be allowed to. Okay. But that's not what... But that's, I, 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 I don't think you. the Bears should be allowed to play with 13 players, although that might get, give us a chance. Uh, I mean, <laughs> maybe maybe you win seven games. Maybe, yeah, probably. Well, who's quarterbacking? <laughs> Cutler still? Probably Jimmy Garoppolo, right? Oh, maybe Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah. But anyway, back to the <laughs> Go ahead. But I do. I think it's a, if the rules, is, as you say, is for, for betting purposes, yeah. I understand that from the better's perspective why you'd want to know that, but I think player safety is, is more important, and I think it is a player safety issue, and it's actually okay to conceal that if you think your player could be injured. And okay. I understand that that's not the rule, but what I'm saying is they'll, the NFL will never change the rules to be a 13-player on the field thing, whereas this is kind of an arbitrary rule. Okay, but, let, let's, but let's go deeper than this, okay? I understand, that sounds good, but it's malarkey, ultimately, I think. Thanks. Because of this. Like, that's fine. And I actually agree with most of your sentiment there, right? I think it's a good idea to try and protect the players, and maybe it's better for everyone not to know. But since every other team is forced to do this and has been doing it forever— now the Seahawks are just protecting Richard Sherman when no one else is protecting their players. No, that's cheating. I get that there, there's a fairness issue there. Yeah, I'm just, I, I was talking about motivation. Right. And I think I. I, I mean, you're you're arguing whether the rule should exist. Yeah, that's a fair question. Yeah, but that's different than is it okay that the Seahawks were currently were were like lying about which is what they were doing right lying about Richard Sherman when no one else gets to lie about their players and not protect their players. I just don't care that much. Because they, because the other teams are probably doing it too. Like this is one of those things where, yeah, we hear one news story about this. It doesn't mean other people aren't doing it. Like well, we know everybody deflates the football, right? I don't know. You felt very clear, you know, a year ago or whatever, that what the Patriots did was very bad. And you know, you no, I didn't. Big, you made a big thing about that when I started to defend them. You told me I was a crazy person. I remember that happening more than once. No, that's not true. Oh, yeah, that wasn't me. Maybe that was. Oh, oh, it was you. All right, you gave me the look, the punchable face look, and told me I was I was talking like a crazy person. That can't be true. 
I never thought that. You know, maybe in the cold light of day, it feels different. Maybe you were just, you know, trolling me. It's possible you're trolling me. That's very likely. I felt very trolled. I'll tell you that. Yeah, that's very likely because I think every quarterback alters the football to whatever they want. And I don't think the Patriots are the only ones who do it. Mm -hmm. I don't think you're you're really allowing me to make my point. Please go ahead. But my point is, do you like, do you generally believe that no other team does this? You think this is the only. The footballs? Oh, oh, this thing. The the Richard Sherman type thing. Um, Do you think this is the only incident? I would guess that it's not the only incident, but I would also think, just like with Bountygate, I don't think Deflategate's actually even a good example of this because they didn't actually catch the Patriots in the same way. But with Bountygate, where they actually had like players, like they had some proof that it actually yeah. happened, then fair enough. Like, yeah, I'm sure every team was doing bounties or something like that. And no, no one should be doing that. But when you catch someone, you have to legislate it. You have to come down on them. Otherwise, there's more reason for people to keep doing it, not less. Right. right. So this is a Patriots thing. From my point of view, yeah, you're gonna. I know yeah. where you're. I know where you're going here. Of course, it's a Patriots. We gotta talk about thing. the Celtics and the Patriots for like half of every podcast. <laughs> it's so fucking obnoxious. I'm sorry, it always is relevant. No, it's not. I mean, you're, the point you're going to make is that the Patriots were treated unfairly because of the Deflate Gate thing, and I now the Seahawks are getting a pass when they should be penalized. It and it's because to... Goodell's in the pocket of the Pacific Northwesterners. <laughs> it doesn't really have to be. At the they Patriots send him granola all. on the daily. Can we? Can we actually leave the Deflate Gate thing completely out of it though? For a I second? would love to. Can Let's we not talk just... about the Patriots at all? Let's just talk about the Seahawks and that they did this. And do you, do you legitimately believe that they should have been allowed to? Let's say, let's even say it's everything that you're saying. Other teams are doing this too to some degree. Eh, that makes it a little weaker for me. But let's go with that because that's probably true. Um, th- that once caught and completely admitting that they've done it, there should be no penalty of any kind. No, I think there should be a penalty. Oh, okay. So I just, there's no under, penalty. I, I'm saying I understand the motive of this type of oh. air quotes cheating. Of course. Yeah. I, I mean, I understand the motive of all cheating. It's right. to win. And, what and, I mean and is I yourself. think the motive of this one is a bit more pure than some of the other types of air quotes cheating. I mean, not from Pete Carroll's point of view. Maybe, for, you know, like Pete Carroll absolutely is only doing it because, yeah, it means Richard Sherman's less likely to get hurt. So the Seahawks have a better chance Why to win. Why subjugate Pete Carroll to your evil mode of thought? How do you know that? But, I mean, come on. It's Pete Carroll. Yeah, that guy is probably a piece of garbage. That guy is a piece of garbage. <laughs> He's no, no Belichick. He's it. no fucking Belichick. <laughs> tell you that much. It's yeah. fine and different. But why do you keep bringing up the Patriots? I'm trying to talk about the Seahawks I, here. Belichick would laugh with glee as he drowned kittens. He would do that. You say it as if he's never done it. That's the crazy thing. Like it's in the future and stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's, no. I mean, I have. There's no evidence. Kind of like Deflate Gate, but you can. Right. But you still know he did. It's it. just fascinating just, to me. Just like you know the Deflate Gate thing happened. You yell you, and yell and yell about me bringing up the Patriots. I said fine. We'll only talk about the Seahawks, and we're already. No, back I'm allowed, bringing up the Patriots. I'm allowed to bring yourself. up the Patriots in a disparaging <laughs> manner. You're not allowed to bring them up as this stalwart victory grabbing team that it has never done any wrong and is wrongfully accused by the evil commissioner at all times. No one ever said they never did any. Anything wrong? They certainly okay. cheated and Spygate. Oh yeah, that was bad. No question, it wasn't bad, but it's something. That it was bad. awful. They should be in jail. Yeah, they absolutely did that. Deflategate, different. But I don't want to talk about that. I just want to talk about what do you think an appropriate penalty is. So the the thing that was floated for the last few months and everyone really thought was going to happen was a second round draft pick being docked from the Seattle Seahawks. That seems a bit extreme for it that. Does seem a bit extreme. Not to compare it to past penalties, but say the Patriots. Shut the fuck up. We're docked a first round pick, a fourth round pick. A million dollars, and their starting quarterback missed four games. I'm just saying. I know the Patriots were overpenalized. Okay. I agree with you. The, um, the Atlanta Falcons, for piping in crowd noise, 
I think yeah. we're docked a fourth round pick, and that's just piping and crowd noise. I'm just saying. So like, so if that's the that's the price for piping and crowd noise, do you think this is worse than piping no. and crowd noise? You don't. I think it's about the same. Okay, so you think like a fourth round pick? Uh, I think a fourth round pick is uh, maybe fourth or fifth is a fair place to start, and if there's repeat offense, you can make it worse. I think it's a third round pick, but whatever. I mean, who cares? Exactly. I think yeah. there just needs to be something that's legitimate. Instead, what they've done is they've given them a warning. Well, I won't take a step like, back and say I don't think that should be a rule. Um. Okay, that's fine. I have no problem with it not being a rule, actually. Yeah. But the thing is this. The NFL knows what actually makes them money, and so it's always going to be a rule. I know. Like, gambling drives this whole thing, and they're not dumb. Well, now the gambling's a little bit more gambly if you don't know who's hurt. Well, the thing is, you think you know who's hurt. That's the problem. Up until just now, everyone thought they understood what was going on. I mean, most gamblers are working with incomplete information anyway. Yeah, but right. But if you think you know what... You're being ridiculous now, right? You know that. Right? Yeah. Okay, good. Fuck you. As long as you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just want to make sure you're aware. I mean, it does sort of explain why Sherman had a little bit of a down year. Yeah. Which is kind of interesting. Right. Right. But, like, everyone else has had to disclose physical stuff forever. And usually they probably don't. Um, you keep saying that, but we have no evidence of that, right? You're just yeah. saying that because you think that. And you may right. be right. I definitely but think that. But we have that. no evidence Are you telling me you don't think that? Um, I think it's possible for sure, but I've never heard or I've never heard of this ever happening before. I've never heard of even since it's happened it's with be- the Seahawks. It's because Pete Carroll well, fucked up. He talked on the radio about it. Well, it was stupid of him, but I'm saying I've never heard like reporters now, unlike with say Deflategate or the piping crowd noise or any of the other stuff, Spygate, all that stuff where reporters in the media often say, well, lots of teams are doing it, but these guys got caught. No one said that about this with the Seahawks. Doesn't mean to say it's not happening, but I've noticed that. All right. So maybe the Seahawks are the only it just ones. It seems likely to me that other people are doing it. But again, ultimately, you know, you, you steal from, you know, a rich guy and you're like, well, who does it hurt anyway? It's better, it's better for the poor people, blah, blah, blah. You're still not supposed to steal. Still, still not okay, bro. Are you equating this with stealing? Yeah. Okay. They're, they're stealing from gamblers. <laughs> are they not? Only the ones who lose. <laughs> yeah, that's true. The people yeah. who bet against the Seahawks yeah. got better prices and things like that. Pretty happy about right. this, right? Yeah, but that's of course ridiculous, and we can't really defend it. No, like, this is not defensible. I'm glad we both agree. Basically, you're saying a fourth round pick. I'm saying a third round pick. We're in the same place. Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. Anything else we want to say about the NFL before we move on to halftime? It's not currently NFL season, and uh, it's not the free agency period. No. So uh, no. You know what? What's weird to me is you said it's not currently what season? NF- NFL season. What is the NFL? Is it, you crack it open. It's the National Football League. It's like a can of Pepsi. It's <laughs> exactly right. Yeah. All right, we'll be back. Halftime's over, so it's time to rip our way into the National Basketball Association. So the way that you get into the NFL and the NBA are different. Yeah. You crack open the NFL, you rip into the NBA. Absolutely. It's one's like basketball. A, like a chip bag? Exactly like mean? a chip bag, yeah. One's like a beer can, the other one's like a chip bag. Okay. You crack open, you rip into. All right. That's what we're doing. Okay. It's reasonable. Right. Let's get let's get ripping. You see how it goes. Okay. So the NBA MVP race, it's been a little bit interesting. First of all, I would say a lot of people didn't have the guys who are in the top at the top necessarily. I think you and I both had the top guy at the top before the season started. Who do you think the top guy is? Westbrook. I don't know if he's the top guy. You think guy. Harden's the top guy I think now? He's probably the top guy. Well, Westbrook's at least number two. Oh yeah. Yeah. Those are those are the clear top two guys, right? But let's spend a little time talking about them, and let's spend a little time talking about the more fringe candidates, because some of those guys are a little bit interesting, too. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, I mean, how can Westbrook not be the top guy? That's my question. Here's how. All right. The Thunder, because that's the team he plays for. Yes, he does. 
are six games over 500. Uh huh. The Rockets, the team that Harden plays for, are I think have the third best record in the NBA. They've won something like 76% of their games. Yeah, I guess that's a fair argument. but That's for, how they do it. For me, it's hard to get around. Westbrook's numbers are better than Harden's, first of all. I mean, they're not a They're ton. not significantly better, yeah, though, but they are. They? No, but Westbrook plays both sides of the floor. Yeah. He plays defense that's very, true. very well. Okay. James Harden is known for not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> I can't argue with that. That's half of the game. Do you have their numbers? Yeah, Let's I hear do. Them. I have, these are about three or four days old. At that's least. fine. That's um, fine. It's close enough. But Westbrook's averaging 30.9 points per game, yeah. 10.2 assists per game, 10.5 rebounds per game. It's incredible. That's pretty good. He's a point guard. Yeah. 10.5 rebounds per game. Uh, a steal and a half per game, five, 5.4 turnovers per game. Uh, he's only shooting 34% from three. What's he shooting from two? Or from, from or sorry, overall? Uh, 42%. Okay. So not amazing numbers Let's there. Let's hear the Harden. Let's hear how Harden. Harden clearly would have to be better offensively to have a chance in this. Right. Harden's got 28.9, so okay. two for, points fewer. Whatever. 11.4 assists, so one assist more. Yep. 8.2 rebounds, so two, two, rebounds, two rebounds less. So it's pretty close. That's pretty much a wash. He's got the same amount of steals per game. Yep. Uh, he's got half a turnover more per game. Okay. He's got 85% from the line. He's not that good from three either, 34.5% from three. What's he shooting overall? 44. Okay, so offensively, he's not a lot better if, he, right. if he's better at all. And They're very, very close on the offensive side of the ball. And Westbrook is clearly a far superior defender. He has to be, yes. So how can you give it to – I mean, I guess it's because of the records of that's the That's the only reason, and that is ridiculous. To me, that's not a good reason. I agree. I'm Westbrook's got to be the guy, right? I'm with you. But I, Harden's going to win it, but Westbrook should be the guy. Westbrook's averaging a fucking triple-double. That is not a good reason unto I, itself. It's not, but... But it is. It's awesome. But it's incredible, and it absolutely is a good enough reason. Because, yeah. come on! Like it's not, a, it's not like he's averaging 10, 10, and 10. He's averaging right. 31, 10, and 10. He's leading the league in scoring, yeah. to be clear. He's number one in scoring. He's, like, number two or three in assists. And he's, like, in the top 11 or 12 in rebounds, right? Yeah. I mean... What is going on? When was the last time we saw this? We have we ever never. Seen, we've never seen this in our lifetimes. Oscar Robertson did average a triple double. Yes, he did. Like in the sixties once. Right, but you that was something that you hear about and you're like, well, that can never happen now. Right. And yeah. also I think there were something like eight teams and everyone he played against were like dwarfs. Yeah. <laughs> so it was easier back then is what I'm trying to get to. Yeah. Like the, the athleticism, everything, this is a much harder time. There's no, I mean, I guess we don't know for sure. Maybe he would be able to average a triple-double now too, but it seems very suspicious and unlikely that he'd be able to do that. I didn't think I would ever see it. No. I no. don't think anyone did. People would harken back and talk about the big O yeah. as if it was yeah, this this you know bygone era where it could never be again. Right. I mean, like I was, my, my logic was kind of like if LeBron can't average a triple-double, which he's never really gotten that close never. to, then how could anyone? Anybody, because he's like the complete player. He has the all-around games. That's the guy who could average the triple-double. All the best players from the last like 25, 30 years who were able to sort of threaten that in any way were getting like seven rebounds, seven assists. Yeah. Like that's about as good as you could do. Right. So, and sometimes the guy had more rebounds, but, you know, but no one ever got higher on both of those things than like seven. It's really hard to get over 10 assists per game. That's yes. a difficult mark to reach. Also, when you're a point guard, it's really hard to get over 10 rebounds a yeah. game. And now we're 50 games into the season. And if you're season. not a point, does any non-point guard ever average more than 10 assists? It's been a really long time if yeah. it's happened. I mean, Will Chamberlain did back sure. in the whatevers, whatever yeah, sure. decade that was, the 60s, I guess. He did it. He led the league in assists one year. But, yeah, okay. I don't. I mean, Larry Bird had a lot of, may have led the Celtics in assists, but I don't think he ever had 10 a game. Right. He may have had like seven a game or maybe even eight one year, but not ten. Yep. 
the guy that comes to mind is the guy who could do that in the future is Giannis. He could av- yes. he could average a triple double. He's a type of player. What is? Do we have his numbers right here? I don't have Giannis. We can numbers. we can try and pull him up. He's definitely not an MVP candidate no. yet, but but he's probably in the conversation in terms of like the fringe top ten of the MVP, right? Probably. I mean, his he's having an outrageous year. All right. So it's unless something crazy happens at the end, it's gonna be Westbrook or Harden, right? It's just, yeah, I don't know how it's not one of those two so guys. So we can talk about some of the fringe candidates while we try to find some Giannis numbers. That sounds good. All right, so I think the clear number three right now is Kevin Durant. Okay, cool. Let's hear why you think that. Uh, just be- one big reason is he's the best player on the best team. That's always a good factor for MVP voting. He's clearly better than Steph Curry in your mind. Yes, he is. How come? He's a better defender. That's another thing I'm going to keep going back to. He's That's also good. just having a better year than Curry offensively. Yeah, he really is. Yeah. So Curry's, yeah. Curry's having a little bit of a down year. Now, part of it is because, you know, he's got Kevin Durant on his team, right. so he doesn't, Curry doesn't have to be the guy I mean, it's much. possible that Curry's better than Durant, but except for last year and maybe the year before, everybody in the world would have said Kevin Durant's definitely better than Steph Curry. Oh, of course. Yeah. Of course. I mean, the last two years. In right. Fairness. Durant's numbers are not nearly as impressive as Harden and Westbrook. He's averaging 26 Five assists and eight point four boards, which is pretty good. I mean, that's still in yeah. most years a legit MVP right. season. Like he could absolutely win the MVP in most years. Here's something. Here's something that's exciting it. about Durant versus those guys, though. Yeah. Not only that he's on the best team, but also he only averages two point three turnovers per game. Right. That's some extreme efficiency compared to the other guys. But the other guys, the ball goes through them, and that's not yeah. true for Durant. That's, it's really that's different. He, he has, he's averaging one point one steals and one point seven blocks. The one point seven blocks is pretty good. Yeah, that's in the probably top fifteen yeah. in the league. Thirty seven percent from three which is respectable. Oh, yeah. 88% from the line and 54% from the field. I mean, he's getting probably wide open shots all the time, right? Yeah, I know. All those guys. That's why Steph Curry's down year is a little bit weird. I'd I'd expect him to score less points, but to be more efficient, he hasn't been this year. It's a little weird. Right. So do you think there's a candidate that's obvious besides Durant that would be number three? I mean, the only guy who comes to mind is LeBron James or Kawhi Leonard, I guess, is the other guy. Yeah. LeBron, I mean, LeBron's putting up his standard year. He's he's averaging 26, 8.8 assists and eight rebounds. I mean, that's outrageous. But I was just saying like seven and seven. There's yeah. nine and eight right there. I mean, in most years, that's the MVP, right? Right. He's Almost. averaging a surprisingly f- a low number of blocks, only 0.6. Huh. He's the guy who did the block. You know, he can't work too hard in the regular yeah. season. I think he's actually about to take some serious time off, too. Oh, he is? Yeah, because, you know, they they just got to they gotta make sure he's ready to go for the playoffs. And last year, they gave him two weeks off in the middle of the season. This is about the time to right. do that. I'd expect him to, to miss at least a week or two. Or maybe they're going to start just having him skip back-to-backs and stuff like that, the second game of a back-to-back. Mm-hmm. Just any opportunity to give him a day off, right. they should do it. His offensive efficiency is a lot better than those top two guys also. He's, av- he's also uh, almost 54% from the field, mm. like Durant, which yeah. is impressive. 37.5 from three. I'm impressed by that, actually. Yeah, his free throws are not great, 69%. He's always struggled a little bit with the, from the free throw line, but it's good enough. Yeah. And obviously, he's so good at everything, it doesn't matter, ultimately. Right. He's a fair candidate. Um, talk about a couple of the other fringe candidates. Yeah. John Wall has recently entered his name into oh, the discussion. Yeah. He's been he's been tearing it up recently. Um, his numbers for the year: twenty three points, ten point four assists, four point four rebounds, two point two steals. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of steals. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's ooh three points, only thirty one percent. That's not very good. No field goal percentage forty six. He's not even close to these. It's guys. It's really interesting. Like we say, oh John Wall, and then you actually hear the numbers, and you're like, well, that's so far away from Harden and West. After hearing the LeBron. other numbers, it's like these truly impressive John Wall numbers just feel like nothing. Just to get and just to even compare John Wall, like so here's Giannis, who uh, his season so far, he has played 53 games. He is shooting 53, 52 percent from the field, 23 points a game, 
Only 28% from three, so he's going to get better at that, I assume. Yeah, that's not very good. No, not at all. Uh, eight and a half rebounds a game and five and a half assists, 1.7 steals, three turnovers. Two blocks. That's Two good. Two blocks a game. Yeah. This guy's incredible. He's six foot 11. I mean, it's unbelievable. Giannis is going to be the best player in the league, probably. Oh, my gosh. Within two years, maybe. Oh, he's going to be 23 in... Uh, no, I think, he, I think he's already 23 now. He's, he turned 23 in December. It's going to be the Giannis and Joel Embiid League in a couple of years. Yeah, I mean, it really might And be. maybe the Towns Davis also. Yeah. Probably. Yeah, and maybe Markel Fultz on the Celtics. Yeah, well, sure. I don't know. Whatever. Speaking of the Celtics, another fringe candidate. Oh, who, you, like, you, just, can't hear, you just hear, can't wait. I hear the weariness in your voice. Isaiah Thomas has wow. a Isaiah? surprisingly good year. Yeah. He's had a very, very good year. He's had a crazy year. Yeah. Let's um, talk about it. All right. <laughs> just so, a little. Just as an uh, an aside, um, I sometimes play NBA 2K17, mm. which is a NBA video game, and, and they update the rosters every once in a while. And I noticed that Isaiah Thomas went up almost the most out of everybody. There were some like weird rookie-type players who went up a bunch, but I think he started as an 82, and now he's a 92. You're right. Yeah. yeah. Like, that sounds that's, about right. That's how the perception versus the reality of Isaiah Thomas has been this year. He, that he's even in this discussion is crazy. It's crazy. The guy yeah. is... The worst defensive player on the Celtics for sure, and one of the worst defensive players in the league. Not because he doesn't try like James Harden. He tries. Yeah. He's just five foot seven and terrible at defense. Right. I mean, he doesn't average enough assists for a point guard. That's his problem. He's, right. He averages 6.4 assists, which is not going to get you the MVP as a point guard. For sure. He now, averages 30 points, though. I know. His second in the league. It's crazy. 2.7 rebounds only. That's not I mean, Westbrook numbers. No. <laughs> um, 38% from three. Free throw percentage, 91.6. One of the best in the league. That's pretty good. His free throw attempts, like Harden, are way, way up there. They're like nine a game or something. 47% from the floor. He doesn't really get any defensive stats. No, no, he's not going to. Right. Uh, The thing about him with his assists, and I'm not making excuses. I mean, he is what he is. But Al Horford has so many assists. He averages like five and a half assists a game or something for the Celtics. And is a huge... Like They they usually funnel the ball through Horford. And and Isaiah's often... While he's... Point guard in name, usually name only. He's really not the distributor as much as you'd expect. Yeah. Which is fine. I mean, this this is they're playing to his strengths. I don't right. expect him to ever put up a better season than he's putting up right, right. now. Right. And he's averaging the most points in the history of the NBA in the fourth quarter, right? Something like uh, that. In the la- since they started tracking it, yeah, yeah. He's getting over 11 points per per uh, game in the fourth. And before that, the all-time high was Kobe Bryant with nine and a half, like wow. a bunch of years ago. I mean, it's really weird. Yeah, like 11 points doesn't sound like a lot when you say that, but then you... Realize it's a quarter. That means it would be 44 if you average that every quarter. Right. I mean, him getting 30 points a game is crazy. By the way, he is now, I think he's done 39 straight games of 20 points or more. He's about to tie the all-time Celtics record for that. I think he's one game away from it. Yeah. I mean, it's just weird. The guy is, what he does, and this is what Harden does too, is they're like the new wave stats-based NBA offense. So they basically take threes and they drive to the hoop, and they take free throws. That's all they do. They take yeah. very few mid-range shots. They do it once in a while when it's wide open or they need to. But they're never trying to do that. Isaiah's trying to get a layup. He's trying to take an open three, or he's trying to get fouled, and that's it. And so they're very efficient, these guys. Yeah. All right, there's one last guy who's a candidate. Kawhi? Yeah, Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. It's going to be hard for him to ever win MVP, I think. And not because he's not good, but because his impact is not seen statistically as easily as some of these other guys. Right. Because he's the best lockdown defender in the league. Yes. And that's not a stat. Right. Like, it's, that, it's do, that doesn't convert to steals, necessarily. That just means you stop the guy. Yeah, it's like they, they avoid you a lot, yeah. if anything. Right? right, so his impact on the floor might be MVP-worthy, but it's going to be hard to award him that when his stats aren't audacious. I mean, they're good. Let's hear them. 
points, 3.3 assists, 5.8 rebounds. I mean, it feels like what defense could make up for being, you know, seven, what, seven assists and five rebounds worse than yeah. Westbrook? It just seems hard to imagine. Not saying it's, it wouldn't even be the case, but it's hard to ever imagine someone giving that to him. Right. Yeah. I'm he's, just, he's just a candidate that it's so hard to vote for. Right. But I, I get why people would put him in the conversation just because his impact is huge. Huge. Yeah. I mean... He's the reason why the Spurs are still really, really good. The Spurs yeah. have, I think, the, the third best record in the league. And, you know, they've just been humming along forever. And it's yeah. because the transition from Duncan to Kawhi as superstar has They looked been out there. Perfect. Kawhi I mean, falling to, what, number 14 overall or well, something? Well, they, they traded George Hill for him. Oh, yeah. Like, they had George Hill, who they right. liked. And they are like, we'll take the number 14 pick because it's Kawhi. And we believe in him. And they never thought. I mean, Popovich Of course. Said, they would have traded for a much earlier pick if, if they could have. Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. But they really liked Kawhi, and they thought he was going to be good, not this good. But he is. Yeah. Every, and he's still very young himself. He's like twenty four. He. Yeah. I mean, he's not in his prime yet. He can get better. Yeah. But I don't know if he's ever going to be good enough, like you said, to actually win the MVP. Even if the Spurs are the best team in the league, maybe one year it'll be a weird year when yeah. they give it to him. But it'll be like Iverson winning that year, or Derrick Rose, or something, where it's like, is this guy really the best player? Well, he gets it this year, kind of. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it. That's all the candidates I got. I think those are all the reasonable candidates. It is amazing to me that Isaiah Thomas is among them. Yeah. For all the reasons. I mean, the thing is, when we say those are all the reasonable candidates, there's really only three reasonable candidates, right? I mean, really only two. There's two. And I guess you're saying LeBron is the third? um, Yeah. I think LeBron has a shot to actually win it. Like, there's there's a world where he actually wins it. I don't think really any of the other guys I mentioned— Ever I mean, win it. I don't think LeBron wins it mainly because he's going to take some time off anyway. And also, they don't like giving it to the same guy every year. Yeah, LeBron's won so much stuff. They'll be thrilled to give it to Westbrook or Harden, I think, yeah. the, the media and stuff like that. So if they can, they do, usually. That's also another reason they would be happy to give it to Westbrook, I think. If he continues to average a triple-double, the media is going to like that they as, are. as a story. If OKC can start winning some more games, I think he has a chance. But I just don't think six games over 500 is going to do it when the Rockets are have one of the very, very best records in the league. They're like a top four record in the league. Yeah. I just don't – I think it's Cavs, Spurs, Warriors are ahead of them, and that's it. Well, once we get in – once this show gets big enough that we get to vote for MVP, yeah, uh, I, I would have voted for Westbrook this year. Okay. Retroactively. When well, we you know there. what? Maybe what we can we can set it up so that way you still get that vote counted, even though it'll be years in the future. How are we going to do that? Well, that's for the next segment, isn't okay. it? Okay. That's a let the grand fix it question, not, All right. a, not a quarter number three question. <laughs> okay. Well, okay. let's end quarter number three then. All right. Sounds good. As always, everything leads to the fourth quarter in LTGFI. Woo! Let the grand fix it. Are these going to be Belichick-related, Patriots-related, Celtics-related things? Um, there's, it's, it's all Deflategate all the <laughs> okay. time in I'll fourth fix quarter. It. I'll fix Deflategate. You know what? I Expel kind of want... the Patriots from the uh, NFL. Get them out of here. They don't deserve it. They don't deserve what? To be in the NFL. What about the five titles in the last 15 years? Yeah, that's because they deflated the football. Hey, you know, not to get on a Patriots thing because I don't want to do that at all. Of course but I did not. see a stat yeah. the other day. which said that. Joe Montana made the playoffs 11 times. Tom Brady went to 11 so far AFC championship games. Okay. Just FYI. Great. Move on. Pretty good. I shouldn't have brought it up. Seven seven Super Bowls he's been to. <laughs> I shouldn't have brought it up. No, you keep bringing it up, and it's your own fault. Let's fix the things. Okay. So right. this is the segment where I pose sports-related, and sometimes non-sports-related, by the way, problems to Grant. He does his level best to fix it in fun and creative ways. I often provide an assist because he needs it. 
Let's be honest. I'm not so smart. He's a broken man. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. Everyone, you know, we the it's, things it's that you It's odd do, that we chose me to be the guy who fixes things when this is the case. It is. Well, that's part of the fun of it, though, yeah. isn't it? That, you know, we don't want it to be a perfect solution. If we want a perfect solution, we go to someone, you know, competent. It's kind of like how you have that, that, that place in your heart for the three-legged dog. You know, it's, yeah. it's defective in this way, but it's like it's it's trying. It's like, trying. Look at him. He's running the marathon too, like <laughs> the other dogs. He's in last place, but he's running. Yeah, that's you. Yeah, you're the three-legged dog. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so lovable. Yeah, absolutely adorable. You have to kill it. I mean, you have to put it down. What, obviously, nobody kills it. What are you talking? You, know, you about? shoot the dog. No, that's a horse. Well, horses and dogs are pretty much the same. Uh, horses are just like really big dogs. Are there lots of dogs in races? I guess there are. Yes. Three-legged dogs? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So let's begin, shall we? All right. Our first LTGFI is from a fan. Okay. From a listener. Kevin Matier. All right. New one. Yeah. Now, you may be thinking to yourself as a listener, how did this Kevin Matier person even get this information to, Jonathan, to give this LTGFI to Grant? That's a great question, Jonathan. How did that come about? We certainly haven't mentioned it yet on the show, have we? We certainly haven't. We is certainly that- <laughs> haven't. I was hoping that was going to slip through. Yeah, not, not happening, buddy. <laughs> Man, it's so tough. You make fun of me too often for me to let that type of shit <laughs> slip through. Every single time I misspeak, I get called out. Well, you shouldn't misspeak so frequently, then. I need to talk slower. There there you go. Go for it. I'm going to try that. You're defective in your own ways. Yes. Mostly speech-related, which I'm is like interesting a, that this I, is one of your two podcasts. <laughs> I'm like a dog with like three and three-quarters legs. So okay. I'm pretty good. I can beat you. I think I'd race. rather be a three-legged dog. Would you? Yeah. Because you think you get more like love? Yeah, for sure. But you lose every race, even to me. Just pointing it out. Anyway, let's get back to this. Okay. Show. So Kevin Matier tweeted at us. We are, of course, currently anyway, at Drunk Sports Show. That'll change. That's probably going to change pretty soon. But you can always just type in SportNATO with That's an exclamation us. point. That's us as well. You'll see the telltale tornado and basketball and football and... And Sportnado. Yeah, it's pretty great. It says Sportnado. So here's what Kevin Mateer poses to the grant. He says, NBA dunk contest. It's not as fun when the best dunkers aren't in it and when the judges only gives tens. Fix it. All right. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. Something's coming up. The train's rolling down the tracks. Good. We're thinking. Good. That's important. I'm feeling a couple different directions. I can go with this one. Great. Go with this one a couple different directions. All right. Fix number one. Good. We should have an NBA dunk contest for players who never dunk. Ooh. I think, like, play- players who, like, notoriously don't dunk should be invited. Like, Kyle Korver, come to the NBA dunk contest. Show us what you got. So, let me be clear. So, is it players... But all these players can dunk. They just choose not to. We don't, don't know if they can dunk. I, say, I don't know if Isaiah Thomas physically can dunk the ball. Right. So he's that'd be funny because he, he gets invited and he's going to try and he, <laughs> might, he might not get there. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. It's mean. It's so, just mean. But, I mean, we're judging on a scale here. So whoever the judges are, they're going to have to take into account if, if somebody has some sort of issue with their physicality that makes it harder for them to dunk like Isaiah Thomas. So if he just is able to dunk at all, that might be a 10 right there. So it's like a curve. We're grading on a curve. Yeah. So why don't we just bring, you know, people with no legs in and let them try and dunk too. And they just get 10s because, you know, they have no They're legs. They're not in the NBA, dude. No, but maybe with this new weird reward system you have, maybe, they, maybe they'll be starting a point guard somewhere. Okay, so you, you, don't like, you don't like me. that idea. No, it's not bad. All right. <laughs> I, I want to bring in, like, guys who notoriously don't dunk. Let's come up with some more guys who are like that. Maybe it'll give us or, a Or if they it. do dunk, it's, like, not pretty. Like, let's get Jaleel Okafor in there. <laughs> in I mean, the dunk he's tall, so he yeah. can dunk with some power at Yeah, least. but, it, like, it's not going to be a cool dunk. No, no. He's, he's, not, not, he's not really athletic. 
Let's get a little Okafor. Yeah. Let's get J.J. Redick in there. He's athletic, but I don't know if he dunks very I've, much. I don't, have you ever seen him dunk? I don't feel like I have. Not off the top of my head. Anyway. Let's get Chris Paul in there. Like Chris that Paul does not dunk. Yeah. Or if he does, it's rare. Yeah. That's good. That's pretty good. Let's get Joakim Noah in there. That guy's good. He's just got like the ugliest game in history. Have him do a dunk contest it's really, thing. It's really weird to have like Isaiah Thomas, who may not be able to touch the rim, along with this guys. This is my thing. I can put whoever I want. I'm just bringing it up. I'm just bringing it up. Uh, along with guys who dunk regularly. Maybe they don't dunk excitingly, but regularly. And it's here's, just an odd contest. I just had a new thought. Okay. So that that's okay. That's fine. We can do that. We can also do the regular dunk contest. And yeah. for the finale, yes. we have the coaches dunk contest. <laughs> we make okay. the rim nine feet for the coaches. You that's know, important. So, so they can actually dunk. But can you imagine Greg Popovich just like putting up, sporting some like 70s style short shorts, getting ready to, to go for a dunk? Come on. I will say this: the coaches' dunk contest would be highly watched, right. highly viewed. For yeah. sure, I would watch that. I'd there should absolutely be a coaches' dunk contest. I, at least once every ten years. Yeah. I don't know if they could do it every year. I think it would get pretty boring. But every maybe every five years, something like that. For sure, I want to see that. There's almost nothing that happens during All Star Weekend that interests me at all. Yeah. The NBA All Star Weekend is, of course, coming up soon, which is why we're doing right. this one now. Kevin Matier actually sent this in like two months ago. Oh, really? I've been sitting on it. Waiting for the NBA All Star contest to you know get closer. We're gotcha. finally close enough. We're like a week and a half away. It's good enough. Um, yeah. Okay. So I would love to see Greg Popovich dunk or try to dunk. I would be a little worried about him getting hurt, but that's part of the game, man. Yeah. It's a contact sport. Yeah. And he can coach from like a stretcher. And anyway, it would be right? required. All coaches must participate. All thirty coaches. Yeah. Stan Van Gundy's got to try. Oh my God. We're not just going to take the five best. Nah, we guess we can take the five best. Well, maybe we should do everyone. Yeah. Don't you want to see Stan Van Gundy try to dunk on I a nine-foot hoop? No, I do. I really want to see that. <laughs> okay, it would just be a quicker dunk contest than the way they do it right now, right? Yeah, so it would, it would be just like, be like one dunk. Yeah, everyone gets a dunk, and then we take like the top five, and then they yeah. get like two more dunks or something. Right. Like that, and they can take a little bit of time. That sounds amazing. And maybe, maybe I think the coaches should wear suits. They have to wear suits. Yeah, they wear suits for the dunk contest. They can wear athletic shoes. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, and they can wear like knee pads and stuff. Yeah, they so they can. Yeah, they're mostly so, they're much, land, much older they, than the players. When they land, it could be very bad. Yeah, <laughs> very yeah, we bad. don't want we don't want to have any major pain. There are certain uh, guys who may decide not to coach in the NBA because of this, you know, looming dunk contest. Hey, that's so, part of that's part of it. <laughs> Phil part Jackson, of it. Phil Jackson can never coach again in the NBA because he's afraid of being in the dunk Good. contest. Good. Wow, you're a Bulls fan. Yeah. Why would you say that? I don't know. Okay. Yeah. You're just, I, just randomly. Also, I think there should be another contest. Good. Um, I don't know why they haven't done this already. Maybe they have, but they always have like the celebrity game at the All Stars where yeah, the celebrities it's play. Horrible. It's awful. But a celebrity dunk contest could be fun. Could it? Yeah. If they lower the hoop. Yeah. If they, they lower. The they hoop. have to lower the hoop. Yeah. Make that baby eight and a half feet. It's going to no, be. We're going Justin nine feet. We're going to be incredible. We're, gonna, we're going nine feet for the coaches and the celebrities. Okay. Nine feet should be fine. Yeah, I mean, be. some of the coaches are ex-NBA players, too. Right. So those guys have a good chance of winning. But that's okay. We don't really care who wins. We just no. care who loses with these, right? Right. Are a lot of celebrities going to participate? They may be afraid of being embarrassed. Well, they're going to be forced to also. <laughs> How are we going to force, you know, I, well, the Biebs? The part that I didn't mention is this is going to probably start six or seven years from now yeah. based on my timeline. Okay. That's, that's when I will be the totalitarian ruler of the world. 
Wow. That's... So I can then force anybody to do anything. I mean, my timeline's like, it could be six and a half years. It could be seven and a half years. I have a few questions on this. I can't reveal too much. It's going to be fine. Okay. Why does it have to be totalitarian? Why can't you just be the leader of the world? Of the world? Well, if I'm going to do stuff like force celebrities to participate in a dunk contest, that's a bit totalitarian. Don't you think like if the president of the United States, and I don't mean just this current president, like if Trump or Obama called up Justin Bieber and said, listen, you're participating. You think Bieber's going to say no? Yeah. He might say no. Uh, of course. What if they then threatened them, you know, with, like, imprisonment? So, in totalitarian state. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. We're yeah. right back there. But it doesn't have to be a full-scale totalitarian state, just, like, quietly totalitarian. The solution, honestly, to this problem is for me to be the leader of the world. Right. Yeah. That way you can get whoever you want in the dunk contest. Yeah. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> Sounds good. Sounds good. Who okay. do you want to most see of any mm. anybody who's, like, in the public eye? Who do you want to most see attempt to dunk? Um, Selena Gomez is the first one who comes. Selena to Gomez, she's, that's interesting. She's very attractive. Well, yeah, I was I was thinking more <laughs> along the lines of like a Jim Belushi type, just somebody is he who's still like alive. Yeah, John Belushi's. Oh, no, wait. John Belushi died a long time ago. Yeah, but Jim Belushi. Yeah, he's alive. I mean, for how much longer? He's not going to make it to whenever this dunk contest. No, happens. the dunk contest might actually be his final breath. <laughs> The dunk itself might kill him. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that heart has never done that much work in a long time anyway. Right. Like, you know, the yeah. hearts. Do you, do you think when he eats like a, um, you know, like a hoagie, it actually improves his health at this point or, or takes him even a step further down? That seems like a dumb question. Why? It's obviously it improves his health. Yeah, I guess it has to, right? Yeah. yeah it's good for him. <laughs> <laughs> nutrition. It's nutrition. Everybody needs nutrition. I mean, I need nutrition. Yeah. Okay. I'm kind of hungry now. That we talk yep. About that. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm sure all our listeners are hungry too. Yeah. Hungry for some more podcast. <laughs> they want to rip right into some more podcast. Yeah. A little more LTGFI. All Got right. anything else on this one? No. Nah. Nah. All right. That's fine. That was pretty good. Yeah. We didn't really solve the um the second part of the question actually for Kevin Material. Oh, all the tens. Everyone gets ten. So. All right. So we we have to choose different types of judges. Because yes. we're just choosing basketball related celebrities. That's correct. Or yeah. just celebrities. Even, yeah. yeah. Mark, I think we need Mark to, Wahlberg, you know. I think we should cultivate a dunk contest judging like a sect of people okay. who are essentially a scientific group of people. And they they have like their methodology and their theories. I don't know where you're going to start with this, but you study all old dunk contest footage and and make a, you know, a 10-point scale mm. and have have a deep understanding and you have to go to like 2 years of school to become a dunk contest judge. <laughs> And so they're no longer just celebrities who like like to freak out because they saw Dwight Howard wearing a cape, you know. Right. Like right. they're they're actually like scientific minds. They don't actually react. It's part of their their credo. They don't react to the dunks like jumping around <laughs> like the celebrities do. Right. They they just have the stern face. They watch the dunks. They mark the thing. Yeah. It's like uh, the judges in figure skating. Yeah. So it's just in the Olympics. Actually, yeah. yeah. I mean, how about if we did this? What if no one knew who the judges were and we couldn't see them? Then you yeah. could have anybody. Then there's no like peer pressure because right now they're all friends with these NBA stars yeah. anyway. They're on TV. They don't want to be a downer. All this kind of stuff. So they give a million tens, like Kevin Mateer is saying. And when they don't give a ten, they usually give a nine, and it's ridiculous. Like so yeah. oftentimes in the dunk contest, the very first dunk gets a fifty. Right. And it's a really good dunk, but it's not gonna. Be, it's not the greatest dunk you've ever seen. Right. So now there's nowhere to go. Well, there, there's this is indicative of a bigger problem in at least. Western culture, yeah. when when we're scaling things, we do it so incorrectly. Right. Like when you're like the classic, like rating somebody's attractiveness, right? Mm -hmm. Whenever anybody says a five, they don't mean average. 
They mean below average. Yeah, like, five is not good. Like average is like six and a half or something on that scale. You want to be a solid seven to feel good about yourself, I think, these days. Right, which is ridiculous. Like you should be perfectly happy being a five because that oh. should be average. No, you're not happy. If you well, were 5.1, you'd be happy. Okay, fine. You're like, now I got <laughs> I got my pick of the litter. Right, but I mean, grading anything, you know, like yeah. how good was that on a scale of one to ten? People don't usually mean average when they say five, and that's an issue. You know who I blame this on? I'm going to guess you're going to blame it on Roger Goodell. No, actually. No, no. America's public school teachers. Okay. I think it's really clearly their fault. Because C should be actual average? Yeah. Like, let's grade people correctly, which means several kids should be failing in every class every time, and that is not how they do it. That's true. They actually work hard so kids don't fail instead of letting the natural progression, Darwin, (laughs) evolution happen here. Some kids are not going to make the cut. Let's not pretend they are. This ends up being real problematic for these kids later in life. And also for dunk contests. And also for dunk contests, yeah. Because then then we got fucking Zach Levine walking around thinking he just did the greatest dunk of all time. Right. When, come on. Kenny Skywalker, buddy. Yeah, like, give me a fucking break. Let's go. Dominique Wilkins, my man. By the way, you notice that I blamed public school teachers and not private school teachers for some reason? It's just the public school teachers. I don't know why it's them. Yeah, that was was weird. That was odd. It seemed like more fun to just blame the... Because they like get paid the worst, right? They're yeah. like the ones who are trying the hardest. Usually, they're in it like because they really want to help the kids. And, and you stuff. know what? It's and to be fair, it's not the teacher's fault at all. It's the systemic of problems. Of course, it is. This is going to be on our other podcast, <laughs> "How to Fix the World." <laughs> oh, is that what it's called? Yeah. Okay. There's probably already a podcast called that. There should be. Yeah. I guess we're making it if it's not. There. I mean, instead of Sport NATO, it could be "How to Fix the World." Exclamation! I mean, that sort of fits with what we do anyway, a little bit. A little bit. I mean, I was toying with some other names for this podcast earlier today. Yeah. Can I tell them what, what they were, Grant? No. You don't? Why not? Because I don't remember. Oh, really? Yeah. I was using the word solution a lot. Oh, God, no. <laughs> we're not going to talk about that. Okay. Just being funny. Yeah, really funny. Okay. Um, all right. So that, that's, there's some different fixes in there, I guess. Yeah. That's reasonable. Okay. That's reasonable. All right. Staying topical and staying in the National Basketball Association, Grant. The National Yeah. Okay. Go. <laughs> What's the matter? Nothing. Go. Sounds like you have a problem. You have a problem. <laughs> I do. All right. But you know who else has a problem? The New York Knickerbockers and James Dolan have a problem. Yeah. You know about this, right? Their problem is Phil Jackson? No. I mean, yes, but yeah. no. No, their problem is Charles Oakley. Oh, this, yes. Yeah. Some real poop went down, Grant. Tell me about the poop. Okay. So. What was the consistency? It was swampy. <laughs> 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 oh dear you're welcome yeah that's, that's a new consistency right there but it, you get it yeah that's the thing that matters i'm there with you so charles oakley was arrested in case you aren't up to date on this stuff folks after getting into an altercation with madison square garden security last wednesday so about a week ago mm-hmm. right and uh so he was escorted out of the building dolan then went on to michael k's show michael k is a journalist in new york yeah. sports journalist and his radio show suggested that uh, – let me just read you, actually, the quotes. Dolan said, quote, that Oakley was yelling at security with, quote, racial overtones, sexual overtones, stuff they should never hear. Then he said he may have a problem with alcohol we don't know. Huh. Yeah. Then um, a little bit after that, he uh, he and – it was really from him, but the Knicks officially banned Oakley from ever reentering Madison Square Garden even if he buys a ticket. Right. So he's just not allowed ever to come back in. Um, Don also said, by the way, I certainly think Charles should be embarrassed. Should we be embarrassed? No, it's sad. 
The staff at MSG were abused. Don't be embarrassed. Just refuse to be embarrassed, which is actually kind of a great line for you. Maybe maybe a little motto. Thank you. You know, you could hold on to that one. Just right. refuse to be embarrassed. I, I, I'll try. Good. But anyway, back to this. So that it, right now, if you're hearing the story, it may almost sound like, so Charles Oakley was at fault, and they kicked him out, and yeah. that seems reasonable. However... Oakley strongly, vehemently denied any of this happening the way that Dolan said. And Dolan is known for accusing people of being alcoholics who are not. Really? Yes. Dolan, by the, by the way, himself a former alcoholic. Okay. Um, uh, a, a few years ago, a Knicks fan wrote to James Dolan and basically said he didn't like the direction of the Knicks. In relatively nice ways. I've actually seen yep. the letter. Dolan wrote back to him but made it public and accused the guy of being an alcoholic for with no that's weird no nothing going on there's no evidence of any kind in that letter and Dolan certainly didn't have any more information about it so weird things are going on since then Michael Jordan James Dolan Charles Oakley and Adam Silver have all sat down and the band has been rescinded Charles Oakley is now allowed to go back in um, but Oakley refuses to um, apparently talk to James Dolan. Has said if if he would not go to Madison Square Garden if Dolan invited him as a guest. There's a lot going on here. I think Oakley, at least in New York and in the eyes of New York City, has come out as the winner in this. Mm-hmm. He's seen as sort of as the victim, and Dolan is seen as the guy who screws up the Knicks, accuses people of being alcoholics. Um, MSG security probably overreached here, and this is a bad situation. What do you think actually happened with Oakley? Do you think it's as bad as Dolan said? I can't imagine that it would be. I would, I would guess if he was really yelling that stuff, we would have heard about it. Because yeah. with Twitter and with the internet and everything these days, other people who were standing there, someone would have been recording that yeah. or certainly written about it. Saying, like, someone would have tweeted, I was there. He absolutely said this and this. None of that has happened. Right. So I don't believe it at all. Also, Oakley's never been known for getting into any kind of thing like this. I mean, he used to get into fights on the, on yeah. the court, but that's completely different. It was the 90s NBA. That's He's how like it was. an ambassador for the Knicks. It's bizarre. So what do you think Dolan's real motivation is here? Why is he doing this? Okay, I'm sure something happened with Oakley, right? And it probably ended with him yelling at some security guards. Yeah. And I don't know what, and they decided to kick him out. I don't know why. It was probably something stupid. They probably overreacted. And then... Dolan basically, maybe because he just feels like he's so under fire. I'm just making stuff up here, to mm. be clear. Now he feels like he's just got to like disparage the heck out of that guy so he is, so that way the Knicks are se- seen in a good light, something like that. Somehow, though, he thinks saying like maybe he's an alcoholic. I don't know. It's like not going to come well, back. Apparently, to him. that's his go to move. Yeah. I mean, it's weird. That is a weird move. Okay. So you work for the New York Knicks. All right. I mean, clearly for their public relations department, right? Yes. And you got some problems here. I do. How are you going to fix this one? And I know they rescinded the ban on Oakley. That's a good start, but that is not enough. Dolan is not seen well. People are not liking the Knicks right now for lots of reasons well, anyway. This is just the straw that All right, we fired the, the old PR person because yeah. they're going the wrong direction. You said something there. I completely disagree with you. Yeah. Rescinding the ban was the right direction. No. We double the fuck down. <laughs> we go hard. We go hard. We have James Dolan call a press conference. Yeah. I want him in tears in this press conference. I want him to open the press conference with a little, (laughs) okay, I'm going to keep it together. Because what he said about Oakley initially wasn't even a third of the story. (laughs) Oakley's the biggest piece of shit in fucking history. Oakley punched a security guard so hard. This guy's never going to see out of his left eye again. Wow. You know why? Why? Because he asked for an autograph. (laughs) That's fucking why. That's fucking why. I mean, That's what he did to that guy. And you know what? Charles Oakley was drunk as fuck. Yeah. James Dolan, he was trying to put in that alcoholic thing because he really means well. He's saying to Charles Oakley, I think 
it would be good for you to get some help. But it's hard for him to talk to Oakley. Oakley's so violent, he's punching people. Yeah. He blinded the guy for life. For life. For life. The racial stuff Oakley was saying, the sexual <laughs> stuff Oakley was yeah. saying, I can't repeat that as no. an ambassador of the Knicks, but I'm just going to say there was a guy in Germany <laughs> in in the late 30s who was saying stuff, <laughs> and it led to some pretty bad stuff. Yeah. And... This was worse. That's what I, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. This is far worse. Yeah. Like Charles Oakley not only should not ever come back to Madison Square Garden, he should be in jail. He should be in worse than jail. I mean, he was arrested. Right. Well, he should be in Rikers Island right now. Wow. Yeah, in solitary confinement because you can't trust him around other people. <laughs> Cuz of the things he might say or do. Yeah. And Charles Oakley came out, and he's a manipulator of people. That's how he made it in life. He's a big manipulator. So he disparaged the good, the gracious, the wonderful James Dolan and the Knicks organization because even though Dolan tried his best to keep as much as he could under wraps, partly because he wanted to respect the legacy of Charles Oakley, but also partly out of fear. I mean, you never know what this guy's going to do, right? Right. So (laughs) Dolan, really, he only told about a third of the story. He didn't tell the really bad stuff. And even so, Oakley came out and was just like, fuck you, Dolan. Fuck you, Knicks. I don't care. I don't care. I'm going to go kill people. That's what he said. <laughs> when did he say that? It was later. Oh, you know, okay. another time. Yeah. I have, I, I mean, I had a recording, but it got deleted and I can't find it. Yeah. That, yeah. that happens to people. So, uh, yeah. So, any questions from the, from the press corps? Yeah, we, we, I, I, <laughs> we do have a few questions, <laughs> yeah. actually. Okay. Um, so, you mentioned that he blinded a security guard for life in the left eye. Yeah. Can we see that security guard? Can we? Uh... No, he can't see, so he doesn't want anybody to see him. <laughs> I see that. Yeah. Now. That makes sense. Yeah. I get that. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, do his we name know? is Jeff, and he's got a a, a daughter. Um, yeah, the, her mother tragically passed away during childbirth. Mm. And Jeff's the only guy. He part time security guard, part time optometrist. <laughs> but that's really bad. For yeah, him. it's bad. So what's going to happen with the optometry? Well, I don't think it's going to go so well, Jonathan. <laughs> I don't think it's going to go so well. I don't either. And you know what Jeff didn't have? What? Insurance. Oh, no. What? Yeah. That's on you. You're his employer. No, it's because Charles Oakley took it away. <laughs> how did he do that? You know how he did it. I do. Yeah, he did this Charles Oakley thing. <laughs> he manipulated <laughs> yeah. people. Right. Yeah. That's so, crazy. if anything, we were too easy on this guy. Wow. Yeah. I didn't realize you were doing him a favor. Yeah. Well, trying I was to trying to do him a favor, yeah, but some people can't get out of their own way. Right. Sometimes you got to put the hammer down. And, and frankly, I just got this job. And I know, I know it's a tough job and a tough road ahead. I'm not worried about losing this job. I'm not worried about violent repercussions from Charles Oakley. Why not? About, wait, what? That's <laughs> not a, why not what? Why are you worried about violent repercussions? No, I am worried about oh, that. Oh, you're saying you're now, oh, yeah. <laughs> I get it. Yeah. Right, well, you're really, you're, you don't care about the job. Yeah. Comparatively, that's not the big threat to you. It's just, Oakley is the My threat. duty as a person, not as a PR person for the Knicks, but as a person is to get the word out about this. And right. to hell with my safety, you know, for the greater good. Right. For the greater good, you know. I, I speak from the heart, and I mean well, and I love you, New York. Wow. That's an amazing job. Thanks. Um, can I ask one more follow-up question? Sure. Really curious. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned that Oakley, you guys only really told the third of the story. Yeah. And you said it was way worse. Could you give us a little bit more information about I, what I was I mean, worse? I still don't want to tell the whole story yeah. because it's really embarrassing for him. I know this is already pretty bad for him, what it's I'm saying. It's pretty bad, yeah. Yeah, but it, I mean, the stuff I could say. Yeah. I mean, it's. I can't even get into it. <laughs> I mean, just one one detail. I can't really do it. Great. You can't do it? Okay, okay. No, I can't do it. I can't <laughs> say it. I can't say it. I thought you were going to say it. No, I can't say it. 
Okay. I can't say it. All right, don't say it. Don't say it. Charles Oakley, master manipulator. Yeah, he's he is he's I mean, very smart, a genius in fact. Mm. And you have to be to be that level of a manipulator and that truly able to be so evil and yet survive in society. Right. I mean, and to be yeah. seen, by the way, and right. beloved by a, such a large city as New York, you know, yeah. to be able to trick that many people. Yes. It's impressive. Yeah. Because, you know, I thought he was a rough guy just from his playing days, He's but, the, the but guy, a solid guy. Uh, the the insiders of the NBA for many years, since the 90s, uh, have, have always said, had this fun little nickname for, for Charles Oakley, the Kaiser Soze of basketball. <laughs> That's it's a long nickname. <laughs> but it's pretty sweet. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, what did they say about Kaiser Soze? Something about the devil and um, yeah. I don't know. I don't okay. remember. <laughs> it's it's good, whatever it is. Yeah. Okay. It's a it's an interesting nickname. Yeah. Usually you go for shorter nickname, like Oak would be a nickname or yeah, Charlie. If, yeah, Chaz. Well, Those okay. are nicknames, just FYI. Chaz. Chaz. Like for Charles. Yeah. Chaz. Yeah. All his chums probably call him that. Yeah, you think he has chums? <laughs> some some chums. All right. That was a nice job right there. Thank you. That's what we do here on this show. We fix the problems of society. Yep. As well as Nick's problems and yep. sports. Grant just did it for you right there. If you want to know what this was, listen to the whole darn show. If somehow you just came in at the end. We know it's possible. Yep. Sometimes people just skip to LTGFI, and we get right. that. We get that. But the rest of the show is good, too. Listen to the whole sports show. It's Sportnado with Grant and Jonathan. We'll see you next week. Thank you.